are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and now on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. We're not going to get to the... Uh, NBA draft big board just yet because we had some more news about the Pelicans coaching search and that frankly is the priority right now over this team trying to figure out who their next head coach is going to be so we're going to look at that news what does it all mean and try and make some sense of Willie Green as a candidate and then some more people coming into the picture and kind of getting a very clear idea of what the Pelicans approach to hiring their next head coach is and then while we're not watching NBA basketball, there's Olympic basketball qualifying going on, and Akil Alexander-Walker is playing. We'll give you an update on what's going on with him and why this is so good for him in the first place. But before we get to all of that, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Uh, at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. But first, it was reported by Fletcher Mackle, and he was kind of first on this when he was trying to figure out what was going on with Jock. Vaughn removing his name from consideration, which we talked about yesterday. And he had thrown out there that Willie Green's name was in the mix. The associate head coach, one of the assistant head coaches with the Phoenix Suns under under Monty Williams, whom he played for here in New Orleans, saying that he might be the front runner over Charles Lee. And we just looked at Charles Lee yesterday about the great work that he's done in Milwaukee. So why would someone like Willie Green be potentially ahead of him. And we'll get to that in the second segment because there is definitely a trend emerging from my conversations with people around the Pelicans and around the rest of the league about what New Orleans is really looking for. But first, Willie Green. Did you know he only played one year for New Orleans? First and foremost, that kind of blows my mind. I could have sworn he was here for like three plus years. It was just one year, Monty Williams' first year here in New Orleans, and Chris Paul's last. He averaged, by the way, that season, uh, where are those numbers? 8.7 points per game. Um, he started 13 games out of the 77 that he played. Was pretty good overall. Shot uh, 35% from three on two attempts per game before he really had the explosion of three-pointers in the league, all that stuff. Anyway, could have sworn he played longer. Played for Atlanta, then the Clippers, then Orlando after that. And then retired, started coaching, worked with the Warriors where he won two NBA titles as an assistant coach uh, under Steve Kerr, and then ended up working under Monty Williams these past couple of years with the Phoenix Suns in their resurgence. And it's interesting because He's a former player, and that's clearly the theme that we're going to get into, and I think that might kind of elevate him ahead of anything. And he gave an interview last year to The Athletic about kind of what's making him so effective as an assistant coach, and he's coached the Suns team in summer league before. And the line similarly was, I was in their shoes. That's a quote. I was in their shoes pretty recently. You know, he was an NBA player somewhat recently, and it's very easy to teach the game and connect with these players. When you were just in their shoes, as he says, and that's the main thing that he's believed has made him such an effective assistant coach and potentially a head coach. You know, it helps coaching under some of the better coaches in the league under Steve Kerr, under Monty Williams. All of that, I think, has been a 
very important thing for him in trying to kind of grow. And he said in this article, you know, he tries to kind of take what they've done, their coaching styles, the thing he's seen that works, and just tries to adapt that to really be his own. And I kind of like that approach. Um, he's just... This is like me when I work. You listen to what people do. You kind of observe and watch and you find what would work for you. And then you kind of create this amalgamation of it, right? I've done that with podcasters where I listen to shows. Okay, I like that. I don't like that. I like that thing from that person. I'm going to adopt all this. And it comes into kind of your own personal style and what works for you. Willie Green's kind of doing the same thing. You know, he's been under a number of people, worked with a number of people. I think all of those things are really great. You know, he has been a player under Doc Rivers. I think that's one of the better head coaches in the league, frankly, um, for, for at least in the regular season, something like that. He's coached under or he's played under other guys, too. I think when you kind of look at all of those names there, he's been under Mo Cheeks before, who's a well thought of assistant coach, former head coach in the league as well. Um, so when you look at some of that stuff, it seems to be that, hey, this is a guy that really might have learned enough and it is capable of teaching the game to others. And I think that's what the Pelicans are really looking for. If he's younger, he's able to really connect with all of those guys. He's, he's not even 40 yet. He'll be 40 very soon. It's what they're looking for. And when you have success like he has, we you know, doing things the right way that the Warriors did, doing what they've done in Phoenix. And you see him, by the way, during games, running a lot of the huddles for Monty Williams. And look at some of the players and how they just look at him. Jay Crowder, who's an established veteran player, right? Guy's been in the league for a long time. It, it, go back and try and if you can rewatch some of these games, go look at how Jay Crowder is just staring at Willie Green, completely listening to everything that he has to say. It says a lot. Like it really does, I think, say a lot about what's going on with his ability to connect with others. He also played under Jock Vaughn, by the way, which I think is kind of funny too. He also played under Monty Williams when Monty was an assistant and then um, coached alongside Monty Williams too. All, all of these things are, are kind of interesting. He's a guy that just seems to make a lot of sense. Got some ties to New Orleans. Fits the bill of the younger guy who's a former player that seems like he can connect with current players and clearly showing that with the rise of guys like Devin Booker, Chris Paul's doing his own thing there, but even getting Aiton more involved, some of the growth of other guys like Cameron Payne, showing how it can work with all the different pieces they had on Golden State. All of those are really, really great qualities. And he's fitting the biggest thing, connect with the players, especially with being able to relate to them, maybe more so than some of the other guys that they're interviewing. You know, we thought maybe Chris Lee is in the running, but is not being a a former NBA player maybe hurting his chances and showing that it's that's what Pelic the Pelicans and David Griffin are looking for the most. And we'll get into that coming up here next on today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to all of that, it's time for the ultra moment of the playoffs. This is also about something that makes you happy, brings joy to you, enjoyment, all of that. I've been really enjoying Watching Tory Craig in as I'm as I'm recording this, I'm watching the Suns and the Clippers game, so I'm a little distracted at times. Tory Craig is completely shutting down Paul George in this one. Paul George has not been a factor at all in this game. It might change in the second half. But Tory Craig, role players. I love seeing guys have moments like this. Shows you the value of those guys, of the coaches knowing those guys to put them into the game at the right time to make that sort of impact. 
you know, Torrey Craig in this game is swung it completely in the favor of the Phoenix Suns when they felt like they had maybe their backs to the wall to a certain degree. And you could see this playoff series slipping from them. But now he's out there. He's having fun getting a shut down playoff. P who's been really good. Joy, happiness, enjoyment. He's kind of the embodiment of all of it right now. And that's what Michelob Ultra is trying to do. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game and you can enjoy the games a whole lot more with Michelob Ultra this season. So let's get into the stuff about the coaching search. It looks like the Pelicans who had just really keyed in on, based on the reporting and a lot of the conversations, they, they were doing a good job of keeping some things quiet, had really focused on Jacques Vaughn and then Charles Lee as the primary head coaching candidates. Uh, Jacques Vaughn, as we talked about in yesterday's show, withdrew his name from consideration, leaving kind of Charles Lee like the, the, the clear front runner to a certain degree, right? And then Willie Green's name starts to come up. And then you hear some of the other things too. The Pelicans were interested in, and I can tell you for a fact, they were interested in Chauncey Billups. I don't know if they really, really wanted him. And I also don't think there was any chance in hell he would have actually taken this job since Portland had kind of had a laser on him since about February or so when it was very clear that they were going to fire Terry Stotts, but they were interested in Chauncey Billups and they spoke to him to some degree. I don't know quite if he actually interviewed for the position, but there's a theme here in Jacques Vaughn, in Willie Green, in Chauncey Billups, all guys that are former players that can connect with other NBA players. Charles Lee played abroad in Europe. That's a good quality to have, but not quite the same as being an NBA player and going through what NBA players go through. And so with Willie Green's name coming up and maybe he's the front runner, maybe not, you know, kind of knocking Charles Lee down a little bit, you know, to a certain degree, you've got to wonder, though, if that's the main criteria that the Pelicans are looking for. Clearly, it didn't work out with Stan Van Gundy, who would throw the team under the bus, tried to be that like kind of authoritarian figure, the disciplinarian. It didn't work. You need someone that just can read a room better and understand it. And there's a quote from Nate McMillan about how he's adapted and changed his kind of he's got he's an old school coach a lot of the time but he's adapted to his team a little bit more and been able to read the room and I'm going to read you this quote quote yeah there's been some times when I would have said some things and challenged my team and been really hard on them but times have changed a lot of times when I'd have done that kind of thing I regretted it because the next morning when you watched the tape sometimes it wasn't as bad as you felt during the game so I've held back my comments after the game one of the first coaches Bernie Bickerstaff used to do that one of my first coaches Bernie Bickerstaff used to do that he never said anything good or bad after a game he'd wait until the next day Frank Vogel was the same way at Indiana this group in Atlanta is such a young group and the player you envision leading this team, Trey, is a really young player. I have kids. I'm coaching younger guys. The shouting, the yelling, the negativity, it just doesn't work anymore. So I've adapted. Get me a coach that thinks like that for this Pelicans team. And you'd be willing to bet a former player is going to understand that. That's not what Stan Van Gundy did. He threw the team under the bus. Again, deservedly so, right? Like he wasn't wrong about the things he said about this team after games. They didn't defend. They did all of this other stuff. It's not... You know, they weren't good, but at the same point, maybe it got tiring and that's very, and I can tell you for a fact, that's very clearly something that was rubbing the players the wrong way, particularly Brandon Ingram. We got to get sick of it. You know, 
this old white guy yelling at him about things he wanted to do, you know, doing it's yeah, it's, it's going to annoy these guys, but it seems like maybe former players, former guys who have been there before and been in those situations know what not to do because they know what would have pissed them off and not thinking they're pushing the right kind of buttons. This is not coddling these guys, right? This is just reading a room and knowing how to get through to them and what they need. And I think a former player is going to have an easier time doing that than they're not. And I think that's why the Pelicans are looking at this and are clearly zeroing in on a bit of an archetype. Not to mean that they're going to actually hire that kind of person, but I mean, there you go. You know, there's another name that's been in the mix and that's Mike D'Antoni. You know, he's a good coach. People respect him around the league. I'm not thrilled about that idea, kind of given that quote from um, Nate McMillan, given what we've seen this team kind of needs. I think you need someone that can kind of connect with them. Yes, brilliant when it comes to offense. They'd have an instantly good offense. I think they can do that anyway. Like, I don't know if you necessarily need Mike D'Antoni to do that. I don't know if you need someone in their 60s or 70s to come in and try and coach these guys up. I don't think you need someone to be, you know, Uncle Al or their best friend to them too. But I think you need someone who might be able to read the room a little bit better and have an easier time connecting to them. And I'm not saying that Dan Tony wouldn't be able to do all of that. I definitely think there is ways that he could, but man, um, it's just, you feel like that would be the wrong way to go. Given what Stan Van Gundy did, given that you don't want what Alvin Gentry gave you. And you're trying to kind of shoot that gap right through the middle, thread the needle. And it seems like one of the former players would be the best way to go about it. But look, ultimately, the most important thing is get someone that Zion's going to be happy with. Like, like truly, that's maybe actually the number one criteria. Jason Kidd's not a good head coach, right? And he comes with baggage issues, too. But he's not a good head coach. He's failed in two stops, yet they still hired him. Because it's who Luca wanted. And it'll be fine. It'll be fine, right? He'll be fine there. He's not going to be a good coach, probably, but it will be fine. They... Got the guy that's going to make their star player super happy. Sometimes that's the most important thing that you need to do. And I think, you know, to a degree, that's kind of the important thing here, too, in New Orleans that they need to really start to think about and start to look at. And I think all of those players can come in and make a pretty good impression on Zion and be someone that he would feel comfortable with. I have no doubt that when he heard Chauncey Billups was maybe in the running for this job, he was really excited. It's probably a guy he grew up watching. It's a guy who's a borderline Hall of Fame player who has been a finals MVP. That's going to carry a lot of cred, I think, with Zion and some of these other guys, even if he's got baggage issues, too, and, and other things like that. But that's probably a name that Zion was like, oh, OK, I can see that. He probably actually feels that way to a degree about D'Antoni, too. I'd be willing to bet just given his offensive reputation. But you still also need to kind of find the right balance on everything. And one of these former players or Charles Lee, who's got playing experience, too, I think really fit that bill and all could be pretty good hires uh, for the Pelicans when they ultimately finish this coaching search. But we've talked a lot about the coaching search the past couple of days. I want to talk a little bit more about Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a guy that we're all going to have eyes on as maybe the, the most improved player for the Pelicans next year. He's playing basketball right now for Team Canada, and he's playing pretty okay. So we'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Look, I, I sometimes need to make emergency runs over there for a couple cars that I'm working on. 
They have stuff that works but isn't quite what you want. I got something, a thermostat housing that ended up kind of leaking a little bit. It had a couple of like outlets that I don't need that I had to deal with and plug and all that. Just get stuff that fits your car at a cheap price. And that's what rockauto.com does. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com because you don't need to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. About an air conditioning condenser gets hot here in the summer. Want that running in the classic? It was like $100, $200 cheaper than I saw online for one of the chain stores. It was a no-brainer to buy it because rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer, whether it's simple things, motor oil, transmission fluid, all that. They've got it. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else going up to those bigger parts, like I just said, where you can save $200-plus, meaning I can buy more parts or other things for the car and save a whole bunch of money. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs over at rockauto.com you can see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com okay so Nikhil alexander walker in the olympics playing for team canada he's doing okay They won by 30 over China the other day, played 27 minutes, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 of 10 from the field, 3 of 5 from deep. It's kind of like the the right stat line for him, right? Like You see that his three-point shooting is starting to come along, and he is now 5 of 10 in the first two games with Team Canada. His jumper is looking good. The biggest thing for him is being more consistent when it came to that outside shot this offseason. Getting that in more of a rhythm and not having one of six games, one of five games, things like that. You go three of five, I'm going to start to feel much better about you as a role player on this team and a spot starter, potential starter, depending on how things shake out in the offseason with Lonzo Ball for New Orleans. I think he's a guy that we're all looking to to really make a big leap in his third year. He... He's been aggressive, and I saw some clips from this game, and he really tried to get downhill and attack the basket. The The finishing's not quite there yet, but the fact that he's doing that, making up for what Lonzo Ball isn't giving you, I think is a much-needed skill and a very useful player on this team, a slasher that can shoot. He's going to be an above-average defender, too, given his size and his wingspan. He's got enough athleticism to keep up with most people that he's going to be asked to guard on the perimeter. So if he can get some run with Team Canada and get some extended play and just kind of work through things in live game situations that don't impact the Pelicans' one-loss record during the regular season, yes, 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 yes. This is what you want from him. Don't care about the overall shooting. I care less about the rebounds and the assists. Let's see that shot consistently start to fall. Build off of that. Build some confidence going into next year. Be warmed up, ready to go. Show me the aggression because this team really, really needs a guard that can put some pressure on the defenses like that. He's showing it through two games so far. I'm hoping they continue to play and go far into the Olympics here so that he gets more and more run. He's a bit overshadowed by guys like Andrew Wiggins and RJ Barrett on this team, but is a useful piece off the bench. And I've said he looks to be like a Manu Ginobili-esque type of player. If you get that out of him and he develops during this time, I think that's a very important thing for New Orleans. And I feel really good about what he'll be able to do in the future with the team. And look, he's he's going to be good, I think. And I want to see even more from him. And he's got a really great chance to show that right here. So great to see. Give these games a watch if you can. I believe they're on ESPN Plus or some kind of 
nefarious, let's call it, streaming ways. All right, so starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades. Probably going to be looking to trade that 10th pick uh, for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcast, music, news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening, for watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the show, whether it's the podcast or on YouTube. We're here five days a week. No one else is breaking down all of the biggest news about the Pelicans and the NBA like we do right here on Locked On Pelicans. So thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all tomorrow to wrap up the week. And maybe, just maybe, we're finally going to be able to do a big board unless the Pelicans hire their head coach.